Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. A team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes... issue 215.1 uh which is our picks of the week uh of course we gotta get to a point of getting back to doing book club again as well just point right. five i know we've fallen behind it has been crazy nuts uh and then uh i think we've discussed a, a point seven for something but i don't remember what it was for but hope you guys enjoyed the interview that we did with justin swain from luke cage detective mark bailey himself the detective of show tunes mm-hmm. um, over in like I said over in issue 215 uh, I think we were talking between ending the interview and getting ready for this he's our first MCU actor period yeah he is. not just Netflix yeah. but first first our first foray into the MCU that's true so I think it's kind of cool I, I like the fact that it was he uh, major character yeah you know, one of the one of the big supporting characters mm-hmm. but our, our first was not I mean while it would have been cool to have Mike Coulter or Kristen Ritter, I'm loving the fact that we had Justin. And, oh yeah, and I would oh, take definitely. I would take a Justin any day um, because I mean he's just as deserving of the honor as, as everyone else, and he was so much fun. Can't wait to have him back. So uh, he's uh, it's so cool because you know we get those behind the scenes stories as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's uh, and plus it's cool to kind of get that. You know, for to know that somebody who's even who's out there filming these shows that you know they have those Marvel moments too. You know, so that it was cool to uh, it was really cool to talk to. Them, you know, I, I think it's it's funny. You know, you, you hear most other people like Benedict Cumberbatch or something. Oh yeah, I went to the comic book shop, picked up all the books so I could know what I'm doing. Justin, his father-in-law goes, "Here's everything, and here's why the project was called yep. Tierra." And you know what? I wish I wish I'd have thought of this while we were talking to him, because and first of all, the first guest to comment on our intro, and that made my heart just warm and fuzzy. That's but, true. But I'm, I should have asked him, and I, I wish I had thought of it. Which MCU movie was his favorite so far? Ah, 
I want to say since he he mentioned he would love to appear in Doctor Strange in that verse, I would I would assume Doctor Strange. But, but he also mentioned that he would love for Detective Bailey to wind up with the Guardians Bailey. of the Galaxy. Maybe the, maybe That's this true. is a question we pose to him on Twitter or on Instagram. Although you know, it was interesting. Uh, I I I learned something that um that the Netflix series are part of the MCU. They're not part of the television. They're you know they're not Marvel Entertainment. They're Marvel uh, Studios. I was that was an eye opener for me. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I did not know this at the time, but they're filming the Netflix stuff all together, right in amongst each other and pretty much at the same time. I, you know, I didn't either. That, that makes uh, for, uh, and uh, well, for one thing, it would explain why we don't see as much crossover as you would think that you would see, you know, maybe, in the series. Maybe that's what they meant by hashtag it's all connected. Could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. You know, wow. So, well, again, if you're listening to this part and you haven't heard the interview, go check out the interview. Uh, Justin, right now, great pause guy. this, go listen. The rest of this part will make more sense. Go. We'll wait. The, the episode is, or the episode, the issue is issue 215, Bright Sunny Haze with Justin Swain. <laughs> There's a bright golden haze on the concrete. <laughs> Not Between okay. That Christopher Cross, I I will never <laughs> listen to a Christopher Cross song without thinking of him now. Seriously. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, we are going to be doing a San Diego Comic-Con recap next week, uh, and we're actually going to have some field agents with us next week. Oh, cool. So, um but uh, there was some news that came out of San Diego this past weekend that I don't think we could let wait until next week. Mm-hmm, okay. James Gunn been fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. For, I, for tweets from 10 years ago. And because of that, Ryan Johnson has come out and said he has deleted over 20,000 tweets that he's put out. Guys, I, I'm, I've said this personally and officially. I can't overstate how much I hate this for Gunn. Mm-hmm. I really can't. Because Guardians of the Galaxy would not be Guardians of the Galaxy without him. No. And and really on the cosmic, the cosmic side of the MCU, he is the founding father of that. Yeah. He yeah. is the shaper of the, the MCU cosmic edition. Right. Yeah. But I hate to say this, it does not matter who brought this to light. It doesn't. People are saying, well, you know, who did that was a scumbag. I, I'm not defending the guy, but only one person put those tweets out there, right. and that is Gunn. Yeah. Right. And if you want to give a pass to Gunn because, oh, well, they were like 10 years ago. Okay, Trump's grab her by the you-know-what comments were from three years before that. Yeah. So if you're going to give Gunn a pass, it's only fair. you got to give Trump that pass. Agreed. But we are living in an age. Muck Muckraking is nothing new. Right. There's been muckraking going on as long as there's been journalism. But we have moved into an era where things that you say and things that you post into a public forum, they don't go away. Right. Everything stays out there. And uh, you know, Gunn deleted 10,000. You can still see them on archive sites. Oh, yeah. Right. So what what you've got to do is think twice. No, no, no. Think three or four times before you post 
post something onto a public forum, and all of social media is a public forum. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, I, and I, I totally agree with that, but not long after that, uh, the, the, and I forget the guy's name, I think Dan Dan Herman is his name. He was uh, the creator of Rick and Morty, yeah. and uh, some people pulled up some stuff from him from 2009, and they, and they brought this all to light, and the company that he worked for uh they they actually their, their approach was different they said well you know uh now the, he was a different person then he understands that the things he that he posted were were not in line with what we do now and he even apologized back then for what he did he saw the error of his ways so the person then is not the person now and so we stand with the person with who he is today and so I'm and I you know the thing is there's been some additional fallout for Disney because of this because I think Bobcat Goldthwait has uh, basically requested that his voice be pulled from the parks because he's had legal issues um, over the past several years and you know he still kept his job and I think there are people who are pushing for Johnny Depp to uh, lose his contract with Disney because of his the legal issues in his past and so you know what we're getting here is it's starting to become a slippery slope like on, on one right. side I totally get it because you know you have to think about what you say and it's true uh, public uh, well social media is a public forum and that's true but you know how far do we go you know what I mean I, I agree with you it's it's going to get uglier before it gets better oh yeah right well and you can't blame one side of the political spectrum more than the other because no. both of them are equally guilty it's it is sad that it has come to this mm-hmm. right because you would like to think that journalism is a more noble creature than it has become right well right. they they've even said too that uh Reports have been coming out that it's even difficult for for Disney to now find directors and producers for their projects because of all this. Right. See, I mean, the thing is, we, you know, back, back, you know, like, but before you even think about that, oh, no, nobody could. I'm pretty sure that, you know, back during that time, he couldn't imagine that he would be where he is now. And so, you know, he even said that back then he, he felt like it was his role to be a provocateur but then he saw the error of his ways unfortunately that came back um and the thing is it's put disney in a bad spot as well uh i don't i'm curious to see how this is going to play out i mean because i don't know does disney say hey you know because because of all the 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 issues that's causing them the downstream impacts for them what do they do if they bring them if they take them back because because there's a there's not a huge, take it. see I, and that's the thing there I, I understand that I can't see them doing it either you know regardless of I, you know I don't know I, I feel like that Dis, Disney is is in a, a difficult place right now you know well, because of this so they they fired Roseanne for a single tweet right yeah. and when all this came out about gun I, I really don't think that they felt they had any choice. 
they're if they're going to fire one somebody for one tweet mm-hmm. that was offensive, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh well, here are dozens, hundreds, thousands of tweets that are also offensive. Mm-hmm. You know what can we do if we say he's a different person? He's apologized. He's learned the errors of his ways. Then you have and can it be an argument made for they're biased? They're yeah. they're. I- I, I, I'm not saying that I totally agree with it, right. but if you've done it for one, you got to do it for another, whether well, I, you I want it or not. See, the, the thing is, though, on, on one side of it, you had somebody who had that behavior 10 years ago, but they have like nine years behavior that that does not reflect what was said 10 years ago, where on the other side, it may have been one tweet, but you also look at there's been a pattern of other things because there's, there have been appearances and like other magazines with the sense of uh with the uh offensive photos and then she's even made offensive comments like within a shorter amount of time now it's true it's like you know on one side say okay well this is one this is 10 or the, this is one this is so many more so if you're looking at apples to apples i get that but it, i don't know it, it's it, i don't it's, envy disney know. the decision no. that that they had to make no they were they were their hand was forced Yes. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. I mean, and they were going to lose no matter what they did. I mean, what do you, I mean, if they if they don't find a director and I'm just saying because this is a, a strong possibility. If nobody wants to step 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 into his uh, step into gun shoes, if nobody feels if they don't do it, then you end up with no, uh, no, no Guardians three. Well, the problem is because of all this, they're having problems finding people. Uh, right. Like there were, I forgot who it was, but when when approached, when asked about, would you do a Star Wars film with as crazy mm-hmm. as the fandom is? Don't want to go near it. Mm-mm. No. So um, no, you don't. And see, that's that is the downside of Disney purchasing, acquiring these franchises. Because they come with a very passionate fan base. Yep. Mm -hmm. And let's just go ahead and say it. Social media has been the downfall of manners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People feel safe. They feel anonymous behind a screen name or behind a hashtag. And that emboldens them to say and do things that if the person was sitting right in front of them, they'd never do. Mm -hmm. Daisy Ridley. uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Never left. Mm -mm. The, The. the, um, the the lady that's that plays Starfire on Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fans have got to. It, it's like a serious a, a friend of mine used to say, "Call your nuts." It, it's time. It, it's time, really, that we start reining in the lunatic fringe. Yeah, we 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 really do. Right, you want to talk alt left? It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, because I mean, uh, we're we're starting to see. <laughs> Collateral damage. Yes, and 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 in in this case, the geek community pays the price. You know, um, well, at, at one point, does when does the geek community speak up and call I, out these people without it turning into a full blown out war? Well, you know, okay, at the at the risk of sounding like an old man, uh, to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. You know, I I, I feel like, I, and I, I said this on. 
on um I said this on Geek Watch One um in the, on this week's uh, episode or uh, episode of Geek Watch One. My thing is this: I feel like if we don't, if you don't call out bad behavior, you know, and it's especially like you know, it, well, I'll just say if you don't call out bad behavior, it emboldens those who who are the bad actors, and and they just continue. And so when you do call them out, okay, so they, you know, they're going to get loud and they're going to get boisterous. But I, be- I want to believe that the majority of us out there care about this this little corner of the world that we managed to carve for ourselves. That for really prior to 2000, 2001, you know, we, you know, nobody, nobody really cared anything about geek culture. Right. And so here we are now. You know, the civilization tradi- windows. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I really think that we need to call it, call, call it, call a spade a spade. And if that's what's going on, let's call it. You know what? And if they raise a stink about it, let them raise a stink. Because I, you know, I, I like to believe, and uh, maybe it's because I've seen "Won't You Be My Neighbor" twice in the last two weeks. But I like to believe that the majority of us are good, decent people, and we're sick and tired of being sick and tired and we we don't want these people just because they happen to be the squeaky wheel taking over the rest of our party that's just i don't know that's how i see it i I can see that because we we have had that scenario it's the vocal minority that's taking over Mm -hmm. and and they plead so much victim if you Mm -hmm. if you call them out on it that they even though there's a vocal minority they tend they're they're pushing away the majority because they don't let you get away with, you know they don't let you say anything no they don't well you know you, you you if you try to use logic and common sense they 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 come at you with uh emotion and 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 uh they call you names shout you down and name call yes yeah, so and whether that they, name is snowflake or nazi or or whatever that's not the way you do it no you don't win you don't win hearts and minds with venom you don't no, but you know it takes uh it takes a certain degree of maturity. I know that's a word we don't hear too often, but it takes a certain degree of maturity to be able to understand that. And I feel like that most of us do, but we also feel like that our voices are drowned out by this vocal minority. And I think it's time that we do something about it. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I I will be curious to hear what our field agents have to think about this next week as well but we could i think for the three of us this was something we couldn't wait to discuss no so it, it it's something that needed to be brought up oh, i thoroughly agree so um well i guess before we go do we have any other final thoughts since i brought this up and kind of let things go yeah you're just like the the colleen wing who just starts a fight in a bar and just sits back and watches the rest of them fight <laughs> uh, oh yeah i <laughs> Oh, no, no, don't, don't play innocent here. We know that's what you did. Well, no, it, it's one of the big news stories, though, for Marvel that's come out of San Diego because he was supposed to host a panel 
And then left before the panel. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Who I knows, mean, who knows what would have happened afterwards? Yeah. And he probably was not in any mood to speak to the media. Probably not. No. And I don't blame and him. I don't blame him either. I mean, there there comes a point where you just got to say, all right, this this crap storm has, has blown up. I'm going to go sit in my living room for a few days. I'll see y'all when it's all kind of died down a little bit. Yep. Now, right. having seen some of his posts, and the thing is, why why go back and bring it up from 10 years ago? But having seen some of them, I'm, I'm going to apologize right up front. A couple of them were funny, but I also come from an entertainment world myself, and, and this is used to be the type of humor that would be said and put out there on set, in a dressing room, in a break room. Um, is it talk? Is it locker room humor? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But at one time, this was a little bit more acceptable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could talk stories that happened in theaters I worked in. And believe me, right. Broadway, off-Broadway type shows, they're not as clean and, and wholesome as you think. <laughs> some, some of the stories I've been able to tell, I have made professional hockey players blush and go, okay, you win. <laughs> well, my my final thought is on it is I, I hate it for him. I really do. Yep. And I hope he moves on that he fought that he moves on to something successful. But at the same time, I mean, you got to watch what you put out there. It never goes away. As as they say, what appears on the internet stays on the internet. Yeah. I tell my son, don't post anything to the internet that you wouldn't want broadcast on a billboard in the middle of Times Square. Right. And again, I, I hate that it happened. I really do. And I'll yeah. think I'll, be, I'll say this again, I'm sure before we even cut this off. But I mean, ultimately, if this had been CNN or MSNBC or Wall Street Journal reporting it, the outcome would have been the same. Yeah, I agree. Don't yes. make yourself a victim. And that is... No. We did we didn't think about that way back in the early days of social media. Right. It's a lesson we are having to learn. In many cases, we are having to learn the hard way. Well, you know, back then you didn't think that people would put in the extra effort to, you know, go and uh, actively find some way to ruin your life. You know, it's true too. sell, like Eagle song, dirty laundry. Yeah. And and the, the permanent nature of the Internet has just made that dirt hunting easier. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. And, and I, they, I think that's the other thing that needs to be watched out for as well when you go after the vocal minority they're going to go be that angry ex and look up everything mm -hmm. to expose expose you for everything yes nobody is untouchable no i think that's what that's what we're learning from all this and no and it and it's sad that gun has to be well i don't want to say the guinea pig but he is the catalyst where these things get learned and if at least this causes people to take a more measured approach to it, to be a little more careful when they post stuff out there, maybe it's not all been for any for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely guns the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It, it's it's, it's going to make Guardians Three real interesting. It really yeah, is. Yeah, and I, I, it's I make contract negotiations a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and, and my my concern is that it that with a successful attack, no, and I'm not excuse. Using any prior behavior. 
But it's, I'm just saying that my concern is that with a successful attack like this, that it won't in, embolden others uh, to go after someone because they didn't like what this person said about that actor or what this person said about, you know. And, right. and, and I know I know the truth is happen. Huh? Retaliation's going to happen. It, it, it is. Yes. And it's, you know, and that just is going to make it ugly. Yeah. I don't I, know. This is going to get weird before it gets better. Yep, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I, I am not happy about that in the least. No. Well, and a lot of this too has has kind of changed how we approach social media as well. Just for the That's sake, true. just for the sake of, I mean, we already keep our noses clean because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times people have tried to drag us into a, a podcast battle, um, like especially over on We Be Geeks. But I'm like, I don't play that game. I let it go and. Mm-hmm. Let them look like fools. It, mm-hmm. It's not my problem. No. We've done nothing wrong, and you're fishing. Just because we are amateurs does not mean we cannot act professionally. Thank you. This is true. And, and don't think that we don't know the game. That is true. I mean, we we've. I mean, even though we're all different aspects of employment, we do all have some time in entertainment as well. Right. We've seen it. If, yeah. If someone hasn't seen it, someone else on this crew has. Right. And we're able to coach each other and go, there yeah, you go. that's a trap. Don't fall into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're there. And this, this is why we, we keep clean. And, right. Um, and I'm proud to say we keep clean. And I'm glad we're keeping clean. Mm-hmm. And we will continue to stay clean because we're, we're, we're here to have have fun. We're here to chat Marvel. Right. We're here to interview great people like Justin Swain. Mm. It's it's the way we are. We're here to brag about the fact that Deadpool and Domino are coming to Future Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. We're here to, to, to throw out well, maybe not as mic-dropping comments like how to end episodes of, of Luke Cage with our thoughts, but we still come up with some great thoughts. Right. And it's like, people just need to be listening to us right beside at, in the proper channels not i mean we're very thankful you the listeners are, are listening to us so um so we have our picks of the week for you uh it was such a great interview with, with justin uh we just had to take it to that point one so again if you haven't listened go what are you waiting for mm-hmm. hopefully your podcaster will come back to where you left off here so um if you did listen welcome back and uh, it's time for our picks of the week. Kylan, why don't you start us off? Gladly. Okay. So my first pick is... Rise of the Black Panther trade paperback of uh, the secret origin of T'Challa, the Black Panther. Wakanda has always kept itself isolated from Western society, but that's about to change. You know, T'Challa knows he's destined to become king, but when his father is murdered by outsiders, he finds himself taking up a mantle he may not be ready for. Experience the troubled reign of King T'Chaka. Discover the mother of T'Challa, the mother T'Challa never knew, and see how the world first learns of the wondrous nation of Wakanda, including Namor, King of Atlantis, the Winter Soldier, and a ruler of Latveria, Dr. Doom. Plus, as Eric Killmonger makes a devastating move, a missing chapter of T'Challa and Storm's lifelong romance comes to light, and the Black Panther must decide his unique role in the world full of must decide his unique role in a world full of superheroes. This is Collecting Rise of the Black Panther, issues 1 through 6. Awesome. Eric, why don't you... Take us on with your first pick. 
My first pick of the week is Infinity Wars number one by Jerry Duggan and Mike Diodato. As the Infinity Stones come to Earth, so too comes the war for control over them. But none who wield the stones know the truth about the power they contain or what it would take to bring them to their end. The nature of the universe itself hangs in the balance as we learn the answer to the question on everyone's lips since Infinity Wars Prime. Who is Requiem? Jerry Duggan and Mike Deodato Jr. look into the infinite and bring the truth to light. Awesome. Uh, my first pick, and I'm kind of digging this series, uh, and I want to say this might be the All Ages. Now, it's a team plus. Still, it's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong book. But either way, it's got one of my favorite characters in it. Marvel Rising, Miss Marvel, Score Girl, number one. Uh, it's by Devin Grayson, Raymond Box, and Gary, U- Gary Hiru. The game is up when the penultimate chapter of Marvel Rising, um, when Ember Quaid traps Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, and their friends in a video game reality, they have to fight their way through the terrifying hordes of Ember's imagination. But when they reach the final level, even Ember will be surprised at what they find. All the cards hit the table as award-winning writers Devin Grayson, G. Willow Wilson, and Ryan North take Marvel Rising to its heights. So, um, on to our second picks of the week. Uh, my second pick is Marvel Max by Garth Ennis Omnibus Hardcover Volume 2. Uh, this is by Garth Ennis, Goran Parlov, and Tim Bradstreet. The Punisher takes on all comers as his bloody war on crime continues. Frank Castle has faced some fearsome foes in his day, but none as stone cold rotten to the bone as the Barracuda. You don't want to see him smile. Then Frank gets into a grudge match with a Soviet war criminal known as the Man of Stone. But even that hell can't match the fury of five women scorned. Wow. Frank killed their husbands and now they're out for payback. Plus, the Punisher hunts the biggest game of all. Barracuda seeks bloody revenge and tales from Frank Castle's beginning and end, featuring his childhood and his last stand in an apocalyptic future. Nobody takes Punisher to the max like Garth Ennis. This is collecting Punisher uh, from uh, 2004, number 31 through 60. Punisher presents Barracuda 1 through 5. Punisher the Tiger. Punisher the Cell. And Punisher the End. This is explicit content. Okay. Eric, your second pick of the week. Well, my last pick was, my first pick was a number one. So my second pick naturally should be a number two. And this time around, it is Cosmic Ghost Rider number two by Donnie Cates, Dylan Burnett, and Jeff Shaw. The writer is out to change the universe for the better, starting with an idea so simple he cannot believe no one has ever done it before. But as with all things worth doing, it's not going to be easy. For one thing, space sharks. Hey, it's Shark Week. For another, let's just say it's never good to run into Galactus during a bar fight. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week, I'm following the same lead as you. It's a number two. Uh, it's written by Tanishi Coates. Uh, Linnell, Francis Yu, Alex Ross are the other creators on it. It's Captain America number two. Winter in America continues. Distrusted. Distrusted by a nation that seems to have lost faith in him. Steve Rogers is a man out of time and out of options. Where can a now unsanctioned Captain America turn for aid and assistance in order to stem the rise of the cabal of influence brokers known as the power elite? 
maybe the VA hospital. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, how about we head over to our final picks of the week? All right. Well, my final pick is Marvel Legacy trade paperback and uh, celebrate the Marvel Legacy as we enter a brave new era. It begins at the dawn of the human race and ends with a child's prayer. In between empires fall, mysteries brew, secrets are revealed, quests are undertaken, and legends are forged. And it all leads up to a dramatic return you've been waiting for, and one you've been dreading. Jason Aaron, Isad Ribic, and a host of superstar artists deliver an epic story that will touch every corner of the Marvel Universe. It's everything you've been longing for, and more. Plus, a complete collection of the Marvel Legacy Primer pages. Short stories that reveal you everything you need to know about the Marvel Universe's greatest heroes and the return of Marvel's beloved fan magazine, Foom. Collecting Marvel Legacy 1, Foom Magazine from 2017, number one, and the Marvel Legacy Primer pages. Foom is such a wonderful name for a magazine, don't you think? Yes, yes. You know what Foom stands for, right? No. Friends of Old Marvel. Ah! Stan Lee, if you're listening, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But I remember that from back when I was a kid, back in the 70s, reading them. Right. I'm, like a jealous, right. uh, I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous because where I was, that they never had Foom. I, I saw, I saw that you know they talked about Foom in the comics. I never got to read an issue. So, oh, oh, don't get me wrong. I did. I wasn't able to read the magazine, but I was able to to read the comic book ads. Oh, okay. Well, I could do that. <laughs> see, see, no need to be jealous. Well, it's all good. Eric, your final pick of the week. Y'all can be jealous of this, though, because my first pick was the number one. My second pick is the number two. So, of course, my third pick's got to be a number three, and that is Deadpool number three by Scotty Young and Nick Klein. The battle for planet Earth. Well, that escalated quickly. Deadpool's got a plan, and those usually work out flawlessly. So, everyone, don't worry. Earth is totally going to be fine. But uh, just in case, anyone have an extra spaceship or a teleporter or some interstellar conveyance? I'm sure Deadpool's got at hand. Just, you know, better safe than sorry. Okay. Well, my final pick, uh, I think I had number one as number one. Number two as number two. Well, I have a part of three of a story arc, but it's Star Wars number 52 with Karen Gillian, Salvador La Roca, and David Marquez. Hope dies part three. The Millennium Falcon versus the whole Imperial fleet? No problem. A certain TIE advanced starfighter piloted by a certain store or Sith Lord? Problem. Big problem. No human can save the day, but maybe a droid can. So that's what I have there. Uh, Kylan, I believe you've got the MU pick for this week. I do. Now, uh, earlier this week, I had a little bit of downtime, so I decided to open up my uh, Marvel Unlimited and started uh, kind of tooling through and remembering some really awesome series. Uh, so I happened to pull up uh, Night Mask number one from the New Universe. Uh, the um, the writer is Archie Goodwin. Uh, penciler is Tony Salmons. Letterer is Joe Rosen. Inker is Brett Blevins. And 
colorist is Andy Yankus. Uh, now is on the interior. The uh, cover, the pencilers are Al Milgram and Bob Wedge. Okay. Okay. Marvel Marvel's New Universe. Following a bizarre astronomical event, teenage Keith Remsen comes out of a coma with the extraordinary ability to enter other people's dreams. Even stranger, a few weeks prior, he was a target for assassination. Now Keith, along with his sister Teddy, must uncover who killed their parents and what secrets are being kept under wraps at a shadowy dream research institute. Awesome. You said that was earball. Earball. Earball? <laughs> don't know where I was going with that. Night mask number one. Night mask number one. Uh, no, an, interest, uh, an interesting aside to this, night mask came out not long after the movie Dreamscape. So, so and, I, and I loved the movie Dreamscape, but I mostly loved it. There was a scene that kind of scared me, and I really didn't care for that. But otherwise, did, did I the, liked it. So, huh? Did the scene have earballs in it? It did not have earballs. Okay. Where that came from, I don't know. Earballs. Okay. Yeah. Well, before I get into any more trouble, I'm going to say... Any other final thoughts? No, I think we've uh, I think we've said enough. Oh, I, I will I will say that um, I want to give out a, a shout out to my wife Dawn because she uh, sent the link out uh, about the the ballot for the uh, podcast awards. So uh, hopefully we'll get some more votes out there. And if you guys haven't voted yet, vote. That would be podcastawards.com. Uh, it only takes a few minutes to, to go uh, go register and, and vote. So uh, we we thank you for your support if you have voted. Uh, we look forward to support, to your support uh, when you do vote. Um, so with your help, can only with your help, can we make it to the next round. So Boom. Um, and with that, I'm going to say, everyone, thank you for listening. And uh, until next week. Remember that part of the show we were talking about our picks of the week? I seems so long ago now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I found the short outro. Oh, cool. Oh, man.